Warning, incoming game. Warning, incoming game. Welcome to Incoming Game Bonus Edition, the podcast where we watch and rewatch the 2006 animated series Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm Jessica, and I've been a fan for a long time. The show is awesome. I'm Ben, and I'm also watching this for the first time. Because <laughs> Ben has never seen anything. <laughs> Specifically, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 7, Zuko Alone. Uh, we should say that this was a recommendation from Patreon backer Rob Horrocks, which I always think I'm saying wrong. Thank you, Rob, for recommending this. It's been a while since I've watched Avatar The Last Airbender, and it was really fun to put on the episode again, or any episode again. And I semi-inspired my husband to do a rewatch of Korra, so it's all <laughs> Avatar in this house right now. Oh, boy. Yeah, let's get into the episode. <laughs> As soon as the intro like opened, I just had this rush of like, oh my god, I love this show so much. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a lot of fun from the intro. <laughs> yeah, so we get a general rundown of the world. Um, the person doing the narration you have not met because she's not in this episode. That's Katara. <laughs> Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. You get the general scene of... Four elements, four nations, lots of war, one chosen one. It's, it's a pretty good intro to, like, you know, sum up what's happening here. Yeah. It even gets kind of that, like, you know, it's all serious and, and dark and dire, but this kid is ridiculous and hilarious and he runs into a rock and laughs about it. So <laughs> Yeah, that part made me laugh. <laughs> so yeah, like, it's, like, it seems like something that balances, like, humor and drama, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely one of those shows. There's a lot of really good humor on there, followed by amazing animation and really dramatic and emotional moments. So <laughs> it's got everything. It's one of my favorite shows ever. So <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Well, we get a previously on that is still kind of miles away from anything resembling coherent to me. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's all just clips from previous episodes that I haven't seen. <laughs> so this kid gets a bad case of pink eye, steals Aang, hides in a cave, and talks about his sister. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about accurate. My father says she was born lucky. He says I was lucky to be born. Uh, you also see him leave his uncle. Him and his uncle have been traveling since the beginning of the series, but now he's alone, as the episode would imply. <laughs> <laughs> And that's where we catch up with him after the previously on. He is alone and he is riding his chocobo through the Earth Kingdom. Now, this bird horse, is this a thing? <laughs> the ostrich horse, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All the animals in the Avatar world are two animals. Okay, so that's a normal... I didn't know if that was like... Because I see these, these pig monsters later and I wasn't sure. <laughs> yes, every animal is two animals except for one. I won't spoil it because if you go watch the series, it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. So Pink Eye spots someone cooking some meat, and he's getting ready to steal it like it's a pie on a windowsill, but he stops when he sees a pregnant woman nearby. Can't take steak from a pregger! <laughs> uh, one of the fun things here, which they don't go into because it's just passing through, is these characters are recurring characters that we see in multiple episodes. So we get to see them travel occasionally, and we get to see their baby being born. Little little background action. Yeah. Uh, and the field he's riding through here is really fun. It's littered with these giant stones that look like big coins. Yeah. 
um, which I assume are from the war, but I suppose they could also just be ruins of some sort. I just didn't know. Yeah, they were gigantic wheels. I was like, are some titans going to be around the corner? Is that, is that this kind of show? <laughs> so they, they use bending a lot for battle and not necessarily for everyday stuff. Um, in Korra, the series after this, they actually get to, they get into using bending as an everyday you know thing to get jobs done. But I'm fairly certain these are giant ones that an earthbender would like lob at infantry. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's what's happening there, which is pretty fun. <laughs> There's kind of like this wasteland war zone. Yeah, well, he comes upon a village where a group of grown ass men are playing jacks in the dirt. Come on, spider snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He asks for some water, a bag of feed, and a hot meal to, like, a little street vendor, and uh, tries to pay with some buttons and lint. <laughs> He's got enough money to feed his chocobo, and that's about it. At this point, we get to see some kids throwing eggs at the local ruffians, and goddammit, kids, he could have eaten those eggs. <laughs> yeah, they run off, so it looks like Pink Eye did it, and so uh, the thugs confront him, but uh, he didn't see anything. You throwing eggs at us, stranger? No. You see who did throw it? No. Zuko knows the rules. Stitches get stitches. <laughs> you don't talk about that. <laughs> so they take his food instead of beating him up, letting him off with a warning as they menacingly stroke Mjolnir. I also appreciate that the one dude does laugh at Pink Eye's joke. <laughs> it's just a little moment, but it was like one of the first hints of humor in the show, so I relished it. <laughs> This show is actually very humorous. Uh, Zuko, at this point in time, is extremely angsty. He does get over it a little bit. He's kind of like Enzo, isn't he? Yeah, this is like peak Zuko angst that we're <laughs> at right now. So <laughs> there's humor in this episode, but not as much as there is in the rest of the series. Yeah. I didn't realize Avatar was a Western, by the way. Oh, this episode is a Western. Nothing else is. This episode <laughs> is Shane almost shot for shot. I think there's even a scene in Shane where they fix the roof together. Like, <laughs> this episode is Shane. The very ending is the only thing that switches it up. Yeah, I got like a lot of Clint Eastwood, like man with no name vibes and all. Yeah, completely and utterly. I, I was almost tempted to go watch Yojimbo because I was, <laughs> I'm sure that they pulled stuff from Yojimbo for this as well. But yes. Um, the kid, and thanks for not ratting him out, offers to bring him home to his farm for some food. This kid looks like 2D from Gorillas, dressed up as Aladdin. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, brings Pink Eye back to his place where there's a bunch of hybrid pig cows, pig sheep, and pig roosters. What I'm saying is the pigs be fucking. <laughs> I love the animals in the show. These pig ones are probably the one I like the least. <laughs> So, like, so many of the animals they've combined and made really cool animals out of that you're just like, oh, man, this is this is awesome what they've done with this idea of putting them together. These pig ones are weird. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, stuck some fur on a pig and called it a day. Look, they're done. <laughs> so uh, 2D introduces Pink Eye to his parents, who reveal that they are also the parents of Sun Tzu, who is currently fighting in the war, apparently doing research for his book, The Art Of. <laughs> they offer him some supper but zuko being zuko is just like mm, no i'm not gonna take your food i don't eat food i'm strong man <laughs> i don't need food to live so she's like well you can see i married pasha from the emperor's new groove and he needs help working on the barn <laughs> why don't you two work for a while and then we'll eat <laughs> he just glares like bitch i didn't come here to do no work i didn't even want to come here in the first place <laughs> it's such a western like the dad is the dad from Shane. Like, he is the dad from Shane. Um, but this whole idea of, like, 
the macho man that can't accept charity, but, you know, he'll work for his food kind of thing. Like, dude, no, you are literally starving. You were going to rob a pregnant woman. Just take the <laughs> damn food. <laughs> so he starts hammering nails poorly into the roof. Oh, he's so bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> and 2D asks him where he's from, like, but no, like, where are you really from? It's like, come on, kid. Don't you know not to ask people that? <laughs> where are you from? And at this point, we get the flashback. <laughs> and oh my god, turtle ducks! Yeah, we get a young Zuko trying to drown turtle ducks with bread. <laughs> oh my god, turtle ducks are one of the cutest animals in the series, and I love them. Turtle ducks are amazing. He hefts a huge loaf at one of the ducklings, and then the mom flips out on him. It's like, ah, this is what happened to his eye. He does preface this with, this is how Azula feeds turtle ducks, and then it all makes sense. <laughs> because as you learn through this episode, Azula is a dick. She's a psychopath. She is straight up psychopath. <laughs> yeah. His mom then gives him the metaphor for our whole episode, which is, mess with my kid and I'll cut ya. <laughs> That's a turtle duck bites him on the ankle. This is important foreshadowing for later. <laughs> So yeah, so he and his mom walk past a group of girls playing, and one of them blushes, and uh, this gives one of them an idea, and she goes up and tells Zuka to play with them, and he's like, I don't want a cartwheel. She's like, you won't have to. Cartwheeling's not a game. It's a way of life. <laughs> cartwheeling isn't the game to Azula. The game to Azula is watching other people cartwheel and then pushing them over. <laughs> she also helpfully points out to him that she is his sister. We are brother and sister. Which is one of those things in TV where like, they have to establish something that the characters should already know. It's like, <laughs> as you know, you are my brother, so. <laughs> I saw that scene as that kind of like sociopath playing on other people's feelings. Like, we're family. We're supposed to get along. I, I realize I'm only doing this to manipulate you, but don't you love me? <laughs> so her mom tells him to go play. And they play a game of William Tell. <laughs> she puts an apple on the crush's head. And then lights it on fire. The head, not the apple. Yeah, well, I the mean, apple. both. <laughs> he quickly freaks out and tackles her into the fountain, and then the mean girls have a laugh about it. Yeah, Azula, awful, evil. <laughs> uh, which their mom comes out and to fetch them from the scenario, because there's a letter from Uncle Iroh. He's filling them in on the progress of his assault on Bossing Say. Hey, check out this cool city we're burning down. <laughs> And he sent some gifts. He has a pearl dagger for Zuko and a Barbie doll for Azula. You can already tell that Azula's just like, can I burn it? Yeah. I want to burn it. <laughs> she waits to the end of the scene, but she does it. She's always talking about like plotting deaths too. She's like, ooh, if he dies, then our father will be there. Yeah. Immediately, she's just like, can I murder people? <laughs> can I murder my uncle and my grandfather? Is that okay? <laughs> it's not okay. So uh, back in the present, 2D sneaks into the barn where Pink Eye is sleeping and steals a sword. He starts swinging the two blades around and is immediately caught. Zuko turns out just to be teaching him, though. It's just like, this is how you use the dual blades. They are one extension of another. <laughs> and again, a moment from Shane. There's a moment in Shane where he teaches the kid how to use a gun. Same deal. <laughs> so the next morning, he prepares to ride off to the next town, and a group of thugs arrive to cause trouble. They've come to taunt Pasha and let him know that his son's battalion has been captured. And you know what they did to the last group of prisoners? Dressed him up in Fire Nation uniforms and put them on the front line unarmed, way I heard it. Then they just watched. You watch your mouth. They look like they're about to go after the dad after he mouths off at them, but Zuko steps in the way, and they smartly back off. And it's memory lane time again, as Zuko's mom is getting another letter, this time about Iroh's son dying. 
So Pasha plans to go rescue his son, and 2D asks if Pink Eye will be his new daddy. I wrote the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, nah, but you can have this cool dagger, though. And then he he rides off, and every bit of pathos is removed, because the ostrich just goes, blah, blah. (laughs) We jump back to the past again, and Azula's being a dick. Surprise! <laughs> As is her want. <laughs> She's talking about how much of a wuss Iroh is for mourning the loss of his son. Uh, <laughs> and how fun it would be to raise the city to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where her mom is like, what the fuck is her deal? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> and it's time for a talent show. After uh, showing off her history knowledge, Azula does a dance routine that the judges say is fire. <laughs> She's a true prodigy. Zuko, being shown up by his sister, decides to also do a dance routine and fails miserably. Like, he can summon fire from his fingertips, but I guess it's just not enough fire, so no one's impressed. Oh, no, yeah. (laughs) They're very particular in this family. You have to have a lot of fire. (laughs) It's very hot. At this point, Grandpa's hip to what they're after, tells everyone to leave, and tells his son to pony up. What's the real thing you want? And the father implores him to use me, Daddy. He wants the uncle's birthright revoked, and Grandpa is pissed. Yeah, in case you didn't know, our family that murders people on a regular basis, we're honorable. We don't do that stuff. (laughs) So that night, Azula tells Zuko that she overheard Gramps telling their dad that he needs to sacrifice his son so that he knows the pain of a lost child. And Zuko's saying, you're lying. And I'm just like, uh, Zuko, have you met your family? <laughs> They're real fucked up. Like, yeah, he, your dad is totally about to murder you. It's gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah, so Pink Eye wakes up to uh, 2D's mom riding up in a panic. She says the thugs came back after Pasha left, and they took the boy after he threatened them with Chekhov's knife. I don't even know where he got a knife. Zuko at this point feels like it's his fault, which, yeah, it is. Why did you give the kid a knife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he decides to save the boy and rides into town where he has a standoff with the thugs. Uh, he manages to dispatch the non-bending thugs very easily. <laughs> they threaten each other, trade a few blows, until the lead guy starts smashing the ground with Chekhov's hammer and launching bits of earth at our hero. Before this, he asks them, who do you think you are? And Zuko doesn't answer quite yet. <laughs> it takes a little while. Yeah. He manages to fend off most of the blows, but is overpowered and hits the ground with a thump. And it sends him right back into the past. (laughs) His mom is waking him from a deep sleep, saying that everything she's done, she's done for him, and that no matter what, he should never forget who he is. She leaves, and Zuko wakes up in a blast of fire. (laughs) He's walking towards the earthbender like a demon out of hell. Who is he? Zuko, son of Ursa, and Fire Lord Ozai, Prince of the Fire Nation, daughter of the Fifth House, holder of the Sacred Chalice of Reeks, heir of the Holy Rings of Betazan, and heir to the throne. Telling his true name and showing off his bending skills is enough to make the crowd turn against him. They want nothing to do with him, and they even call him out in the whole heir to the throne thing. Liar! His own father burned and disowned him! <laughs> yeah, I heard about you. They kicked you out. <laughs> 2D and his mom are especially ungrateful, like going from, you have to save my son, to stay the hell away from my son. It's an immediate turnaround, and no one wants anything to do with him. Lee doesn't even want the knife. (laughs) And we're back in the past. Yeah, he has one final flashback to his sister playing with his dagger. She's like, mom is gone and grandpa's dead, BT dubs. The Fire Lord is dead, long live the Fire Lord. Their dad (laughs) is Fire Lord now. (laughs) 
Azula is pleased, but Zuko looks worried. And then back at the OK Corral, Zuko rides off in silence as the mob looks on in disgust. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's it. Like, cut to credits. That's it. That's the episode. So, Ben, what did you think of this episode? You have zero context for this. Yeah. Well, here, let's start there. What context do you have for this? Okay, so I know there's a character named Aang. He has an arrow on his forehead. He does. And I know there's bending of some elements involved. Yes. <laughs> I have never seen the show. I don't know anything else about it. Um, I know it's supposedly really good. It is. It's a wonderful show. But uh, this episode did a bad job of convincing me, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> this one was kind of a slog. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a... St- strange episode to watch if you've never watched an episode of avatar i mean in some ways it's a good episode it's standalone you don't have any of the overarching story to really worry about you've just got this one character and his own baggage Mm -hmm. but zuko's got a lot of baggage and it takes them three seasons to work through it so (laughs) (laughs) having this little snapshot of his baggage while informative isn't really the whole picture yeah so it's it's difficult i think for someone who's never seen the series before yeah and i'm not gonna cast judgment on the series as a whole based on this because i know it's like kind of a one-off like the main cast isn't even in it yeah (laughs) but like the fact that it was mostly a uh, samurai slash western which i know are both things that you like more than i do (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm honestly not sure what the purpose was for having us watch this one in particular, because it was kind of a bore. Well, speaking as someone who knows the show in context, so season one, Zuko, he is the main antagonist of the series. You've got the main cast, and Zuko is the main guy that they're running away from. There's Mm -hmm. no one else. It's just him. Um, There's a little bit of one of another minor Fire Lord lackey, but I mean, Zuko's the guy that's chasing them the whole time. Season two sees Zuko not as a protagonist and not as an antagonist, but rather this kind of intermediate. He doesn't know what he is anymore. So this whole season that we're in is him discovering that. And having this episode really helps along that journey. Like if you're watching it for the first time, the whole series, this is one of the episodes which is like, oh, I, I kind of get more of him now. Like I get where he yeah. is in this conflict. Kind of humanizes him in a way. Yeah. So this is a very pivotal episode for his character um, and for the viewers understanding of his character Um, and not just his character but also Azula's character because Azula has become at this point in season two the main antagonist so you get to see oh she was always a sociopath I was like Zuko ain't so bad (laughs) no that guy in the first season was great he was easy second season villain way worse <laughs> so yeah it's it's fun to see more of her and um they don't spell it out for you here which i really like the whole thing with his mom where his mom murdered the fire lord to save his life oh i actually thought it was the father that did that i didn't realize okay. no yeah they foreshadow it with that um that duck bite thing right that's what moms are like if you mess with their babies they're gonna bite you back you know what? I thought I thought that called back to the mother of the urchin who like was like trying to protect him when they found out who he really was. I mean, a little bit of that. But yeah, that's why she left. It's because she murdered the Fire Lord. She pieced out. But she did it so that 
her son wouldn't die. She did it to save her son. That makes so much sense now. Like, like now that you're saying it, but like I didn't catch it in the moment. <laughs> they don't spell it out, I think, because Zuko wakes up in the middle of the night to her going away. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know if it was a dream. Like, if, you know, he was a kid. He didn't understand what was happening. So they want you to be kind of in the same scenario that he's in, which is that I think I know what happened, but I don't really know what happened. Okay. Kind of thing. So it's good stuff. And that uh, storyline with the mom is something that fans have wanted. (laughs) They saw this episode. They're like, we need more of the mom. We need everything with the mom right now. Where did she go? What happened to her? (laughs) Which, you know, they don't actually address. It's all in the comics. Sorry. But But, yeah, this episode works a lot better when you've seen the series with it. I imagine so. Like, that's why I don't want to, like, be too harsh on it. Because I I imagine that having known who this character is or seeing, like, the ancillary characters and all that stuff, like, it would make more sense and probably be more rewarding. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Because, yeah, it seemed to be world building and character developing, but, like, in a way that didn't really do anything for me at this point. (laughs) I was trying to think of what episode I would recommend to you if you weren't going to sit down and watch the whole series. And I think I would go with something from season one. But if I had to pick from season two, which this is in, I think I would go with The Cave of Two Lovers because it's ridiculous enough that I think that you would like it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of ridiculousness in that episode. <laughs> There's also a lot of kissing, though, so. Ooh. Ooh. But I suggest instead of picking an episode, though, that if you get the chance to go back and watch it from the beginning, because it's some really good stuff. A lot of humor, way more humor than what's in this episode. Yeah, no. (laughs) And it just, it gets so good. So good. I do believe you. (laughs) Oh, and uh, so we had mentioned uh, before we started this, we were talking about it a little bit. So Korra, which is the sequel to this, Korra is not a part of this series per se. Um, they mentioned a little bit in the intro that the avatar is a different person. Um, like it's a title that passes down. They're actually reincarnations of previous avatars. So Korra cannot exist unless Aang is dead. <laughs> Cause Korra is the next avatar. Ah. So she's way down the road of whenever Aang dies, the next person, next avatar is born. And Korra was that avatar. So Well, spoiler. Spoiler, and dies at some point in the future. Probably. <laughs> Is it when he's 11? Is it when he's 60? You don't know. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh, so we do not see Ozai's face here. Uh, we have yet to see Ozai's face in this series. Oh, so he's always the faceless? He's always faceless. Uh, he does eventually get a face, but they really hide his face. They, they make him kind of this larger than life character. <laughs> But he is voiced by the amazing Mark Hamill, in case you oh, couldn't tell. Nice. So yeah, Zuko's dad is Mark Hamill. <laughs> um, Zuko is voiced by Dante Bosco, a.k.a. Rufio. <laughs> uh, and amazing. Uncle Iroh, who is only in the flashback here, is voiced by Mako, who uh, passed away a few years back, uh, but was a very famous actor. And they dedicated a whole episode to him. And every time I watch it, I cry. And I'm starting to cry just to think about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the esteemed D. Bradley Baker is in every episode because he does all the fun animal voices. Yay! The Frank Welker of our time. So, Jessica, in the course of watching this episode, did you find yourself... A frosty moment. Oh, man. I didn't even think about a frosty moment. I know. I just remembered it. (laughs) 
All right, so I'm going to go two here. One is the epic moment where Zuko comes back to himself and says, I am Zuko, first of his name. Forget about it. I don't care if I'm supposed to be like pretending to be an earthbender. I am not going to forget who I am. This is who I am. I am Zuko. Hear me roar. Coming at (laughs) you. Full on fire. It's great. It's a great moment to like watch him, you know, come back to himself in this moment. And the second frosty moment has to be turtle ducks. (laughs) Turtle ducks are a thing and they're adorable and they're the best. They're one of my favorite animals in this entire series. Others include the uh, two flippered penguins, the platypus bear, but the turtle ducks, I think, are the absolute cutest. So, Oh, and the flying bison. I'm sorry. I forgot the flying bison. Poor Appa. I have a giant flying bison in my room. Yeah. So, Ben, did you find yourself a frosty moment? <laughs> So I'll go with two as well, because I really I really liked all the different pig animals. I know you you weren't fond of them. <laughs> <laughs> they just felt tacked on, but you haven't seen the rest of the series, so. Seeing the uh, rooster pig really made me laugh. <laughs> it's like Then uh, I think just the little jokes, like where uh, like the one old man is like, yeah, hit him with your left. <laughs> and she's like, they're not punching each other. He's like, well, his left sword then. I thought that was great. So yeah, yeah so I'll probably give it to that old man. And the and the uh, pig rooster as like a combination. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think Ben that you're going to try and watch Avatar: the Last Airbender? I'm not opposed to it, but I'm probably not going to rush out and try to watch the whole series anytime soon. Gotcha. It was on Netflix for the longest time, and now it's not, which is sad. Yeah, I had to buy this episode on Amazon, so now I have this one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll invite you over someday to come come visit. We'll do a, we'll do a big Avatar watch sleepover. Oh my god, it's <laughs> <That's> too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'll probably I might check it out at some point in the future. I don't want to give any promises though. All right. Well, I'm highly recommending it. There's a lot of silly parts that I think you'll enjoy. <laughs> it's very well written, very well animated. Some of the fight scenes in here are like the best animation ever. Uh, and as I mentioned, my husband is rewatching Korra, which is the sequel to the series. It's very different in a lot of ways, but it definitely stands up next to the series as something spectacular. Aren't they doing a new show now? So Netflix is doing a live action Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, there's never been a live action Avatar before. I don't know if you know this, but it's never happened. Never once. I'm pretty sure no, I saw no, there it was some... it has never happened once. There's never been anything like live action before for Avatar. So it'll be really interesting to see know. it happen for the first time. Look, no, I'm looking. I see IMDb ben, right here. don't make me hurt you. I think I might watch and enjoy this one. This looks good. Look, I'm very good friends with someone who's a huge Avatar fan, and we went to go watch it in theaters. And then uh, my little brother, with whom I was bonding over our love of Avatar, also wanted to see it in theaters. So I saw that movie twice in theaters. I never want to see it or hear about it again. <laughs> For as much as this series is one of the best series of all time, that movie is legitimately one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> like, bar none, without a doubt, like, so bad. And one of the big things is you got to see a little bit of the bending here. You didn't get to see, like, a huge amount. The bending in the show is amazing. They specifically match each bending with a specific style of martial arts, which you get to see kind of in the beginning. Um, So all the waterbenders do Tai Chi because they, you know, they flow. The firebenders do a specific form of Kung Fu. The earthbenders do this one called Hugar, I want to say, in which they're very grounded 
and very like, you know, very strong stances. The airbenders do this one where they, you know, flow back and forth and they're always kind of spinning around like air. And in the movie, <laughs> they do like a five minute kata and one rock comes up and throws <laughs> itself and that's it. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Just FYI, you can't blame everyone who's in the movie for it. One of the actors from the movie actually ended up uh, being one of the voice actors in Korra. So oh, there she's, you go. she's still good. She's not tainted. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else we need to talk about with this episode? I think that's it. I think we have another um, Patreon watch coming up. We don't have exactly what it's going to be yet. Uh, so we will let you guys know when that happens. But thank you so much for being a patron. Thank you, Rob, specifically for being a patron and for suggesting this episode. Yeah, thanks, Rob. I was really glad I got to watch Avatar. So um, <laughs> if you want to make us watch an episode of something, you can also do that by pledging on Patreon. It's 20 bucks, and we will watch an episode of whatever it is that you tell us to, assuming that it's not porn. Um, <laughs> or maybe if it's porn. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it's that good porn. <laughs> <laughs> Only the good stuff. <laughs> like the stuff where they're like making fun of movies, but they've made like a pun of the name. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like Sex Toy Story or like. <laughs> Did you find yourself a frosty moment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so if you're interested, you can play 20 bucks. You can tell us what to watch. Uh, we'll watch it. We'll do an episode like this about it. Um, we can make Ben watch more things that he should have watched forever ago, but has not yet. So. Leave me to my Star Trek. <laughs> so yeah, so thanks to Rob and thanks to everybody who's been supporting us over the past few months. I know we've only got a couple months left, so uh, if you're going to do something, now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this was fun. Uh, stay frosty, folks. All right, see ya. Game over. The user wins.